All right, we are back. We are back. And this time, we have a little Hong Kong fui action for your ass. Damn, racist. Um, maybe culturalist? So, um, I'm not sure if we've covered a martial arts film before, so Omar E. Torres, co-host had the brilliant suggestion of saying, hey, let's do a kung fu film. And I'm like, yo, my fucking filmography is deep in kung fu where you want to get lost in it. And he's <laughs> and like, I said, the karate kid with Jaden Smith. And I was like, okay, um, what else you got? <laughs> and he's like, well, I've seen uh, like two other kung fu movies in my life, Fearless and... Uh, the Protector with Tony Ja. The Protector starring Tony Ja. And I was like, all right, let's start with Fearless. I wanted to do the Drunken Master, but because I figured at, once we got to this podcast, I'd be you know drunken, drunken, drunkenly mastered mastering the art of podcasting. But uh, I f- forgot what happened in that movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that that's the fucking way she goes. Um, but uh, so we're gonna talk about Fearless, uh, Jet Li starring and. Uh, Pretty pretty damn good film, as are most Jet Li films nowadays, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I particularly liked it. It came out in the uh, mid-2000s, I want to say 2006. Um, yeah, and, know. really? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain, because I just looked it up on Letterboxd. And, ooh, what do you that? 2006. See if you can pronounce that Chinese title. Yeah. Fearless. Oh, good one. Yeah. We'll make a lot of Mandarin film festivals with that kind of accent. Directed by Ronnie Yu. Yeah. For those of you saying, who is Ronnie Yu? I will tell you. He is a director of... Oh, he did Freddy vs. Jason. Unfortunate. Did you know that? He also did... Uh, is that Chucky? Yep, he did one of the Chuckies. Wow, I'm surprised he... Uh, that's, that's, that's off the beaten trail. And then a lot of stuff with Chinese characters I can't read yet. But I will one day. <laughs> Chinese uh, characters, as in like the the language, yeah, not like the, the, the not the, like the cast calligraphy of a, of a symbology film or anything like oh, that. Oh Jesus, that's racist. But Jet Li's Fearless is uh, essentially about a it's a true story based off a true story uh, of a uh, guy who creates this. Uh, well, he he takes his father's style of uh wushu martial arts and um develops it into a school of his own and uh his schools become really successful it goes this isn't in the movie but his schools become really successful and um they go all around the nation and things like that and people start to study his version of wushu now it's important to note that um at this point in time when you kicking ass and you got a good school and your master is just kicking ass and taking names you're a big deal people want to sign up yeah so at this it's at this point in time where it's like a lot of people are developing their own schools they have their own styles and people are protégés and want to become apprentices to all these different styles these different uh the versions. winning style, yeah, yeah. They want to be, they want to be in the camp that has the leader who kicks the most ass. The Republicans. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. Mm, getting closer to that Mad Max future. So, <laughs> um, he pretty much, you know, runs, organizes this uh, this school. Um, he hits the sauce daily. He hits it hard. 
Um, he's a big spender. Um, he has a best friend who is an accountant and businessman of sorts who tries to give him, you know, good business advice and look after him. But, you know, he, he's a wild boy. You know, Jet Li's character is a wild boy. Yeah. So and, this is kind of like the the uh, life story um, of him getting to that point and a little bit after yeah. uh, to the point where he uh, ultimately meets his untimely death. Yeah, yeah, and um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was very well done. Uh, I really like the shots. I mean, I'm just a fan of Chinese cinema in general because I really like the high up tempo pace. Um, I was raised. I'm an '80s baby, like in that uh, you know kung fu era of film and you know cheesy kung fu flicks. And I mean, I just absorbed it all and loved it. You know, yeah. got a fucking Bruce Lee tattoo, right? I mean, you just don't get one of those if you don't love it. Word to Wu Tang. <laughs> and shit even got me a uh, <laughs> Jim Kelly tap but yeah so a lot of these like martial arts films are kind of like listed as BC movies or whatever but this is this film is really done very well and it's kind of it's uh, it's one of those films that are like a What's biopic uh, well it's like a precursor to the current age of martial arts cinema which is this uh, more high budget um, action film type of thing and it's done really well where it doesn't look so campy like it had in a lot of other Americanized martial arts films uh, which I would say this is an Americanized martial arts film but onto the reality portion mm-hmm. so, of it young man pursues his dream and he attains, I'd say, the peak of that success. He is signing death certificates and warrants left and right. Anybody that want to step up to the plate, right? Like you sign your name in blood, you come get your ass toe up, and you go run off and, you know, go deal with it. And he just has nothing to lose. I mean, everything. Like, the world is just his. And then... Uh, he is, uh, gets into some shit because one of his students starts talking back to a master, gets his ass whooped, and he said, she said, and now he has to defend his honor because at this time you don't really fight with uh, sticks and stones. Well, you do, but I mean, it's not bullets and guns, basically. You know, you're using your hands, you're styling your form, and that's how you win the battle. And he just challenged the other master straight up in the middle of this bar. They go at it. They destroy half the fucking restaurant. And he kills him with this fatal punch that like knocks his goddamn chest cavity through his back and dislocates his shoulder. And that master's son seeks retaliation, which is kind of typical in reality. You know, uh, you kill somebody, right? There tends to be uh, retaliation. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you'd feel the same way if somebody, even in a fair fight, right? Somebody kills your dad. You're like, well, shit, I need I got to do something about this. And so then he goes back and kills uh, Jet Li's family, his yeah. uh, his wife and kid. So essentially, this is a game of men. So it's it's my style versus your style, and it's a it's about respect in the form. Their form is well, sign this, and we're gonna go at it. Mm-hmm. Sign this, and this is how this is how it's done. And the son of this master that he kills he 
He breaks he's, the honor code, man. Yeah, he's too young to respect the code uh, of men that they have. This this idea, it's kind of like guerrilla warfare in in the army before it was, you know, I shoot, you shoot, we shoot, you know. And it's, it's the jumping off the trees and killing you without any presentation of arms kind of way of doing things and that kind of republicans <laughs> it changes the system in a way but uh the people who have honor he should have challenged him in a fair fight and signed his own death certificate and to try to come back that way but that would have been knew, the honorable thing to do but he knew he would have lost so he got that ass whopped and lopped and mopped the fuck out so he did the dishonorable thing and killed the family which got his ass immediately killed yeah, and it was, it was, you know. And then it left Jet Li like a broken man, as would be expected in fucking reality. Yeah. I mean, if somebody does that to you, no matter how hard you are, you're going to like feel the grief of that. And it kind of left him distraught. And so he left the city and he kind of gave up his business and his best friend basically had to take over and handle the business and like, uh you know, direct all of his funds and, you know, kind of dissolve everything for him. And they made it seem like it was a very messy affair, and I'm sure it was. And, I mean, this lead character's mind, it, it was nowhere near where it needed to be for, for this to happen. Um, oh, boy, I hope I'm saying this right. Hyo Young Jia is his, the, the character's name. That's the uh, the Chinaman at large. And Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to see this kind of it's very different from Americanized West like this this culture that we live in today, but to think that something like that actually existed and to look at the way that our society is in in the way they deal with their physical disputes, uh, their he was like Kimbo Slice. Yeah, it, it was very different, um, but it was the way that stuff function at the time yeah. and um and it's a way of doing it that that some may believe like oh yeah we why don't we just you know one-on-one and whoever loses loses whatever it's that shit. yeah but it's not a realistic thing in today's culture um because we don't operate like that anymore we operate more second amendment yeah, we operate more in in the realm of like Litigation. the more Neanderthal kind of way of doing things. Like, uh, you are, I'm mad at you. You're mad at me. Uh, let me get my eight people to make sure that you're eight people or six people or whatever, and we do whatever we can to win. It, there's, there's no, no honor. <laughs> yeah, what is it? The there's no. Uh, what is there's no rules in love and war or something like that was the saying uh yeah sure yeah it's essentially there's no there's no rules in love and war so you do what you need to do to win the war to win the love to win and that's our society today whereas they had a little bit more respect for a culture of uh of this greater was it wushu honor what's right what's wrong and just the, the wushu culture in general. It's just what it was, man. Yeah. It was a warrior culture. And um, it would be cool, you know, if we brought that back. Um, but I just think uh, just too many sore losers that it just would not. Yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Yeah. But, um, I mean, in thinking about it, would we really want it to work? Like, 
I mean, the most able-bodied citizens would be the ones running the world. Yeah. Oh, that means we would not have that one president in office. <laughs> so, um, I mean, shit, I'd be down for it, but that's because I'm able-bodied. But, <laughs> and then we'd also have to say, okay, you know, you had to stick to your weight classes, right? So, <laughs> yeah, got to make it kind of even. Um, There's a certain uh, era of respect for the the people who have gone through the ranks, too. Yeah, and once yeah. they get to a certain age, it's kind of like, well, you know, we have this amount of respect for you and you've done your duty and this is where you're at. This is where you've ended in life. And that's very, it's very telling. It's just so different. It's so different. Yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a parallel reality. I mean, you can find this in pockets of society where uh, fight culture respectfully exists. So like you go to a boxing gym. This is yeah. how it is. You know, you fight for your spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to like almost any locker room in any sport, except mm-hmm. maybe chess club. You fight for your spot, and yeah. you're constantly competing and sharpening your skills against others. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you go, you see the Olympics. A lot of the combative arts, they're still like this: wrestling, um, judo, fencing. Yeah. I mean, that hand-to-hand combat still exists, but it's just kind of been put on the back burner and glamorized on the big screen. But it just doesn't quite exist in our day-to-day lives like it used to. You know, this just ain't uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. We just don't live in that age. As awesome as it would fucking be. (laughs) If I'm missing something and there's like some epic-ass island where people just live like this, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But when he comes back, so we see the full character come, you know, full circle. When he loses everything, then he's found... By a kind woman who happens to be blind and kind of lives on a farm for a bit, regains his state of mind and learns peace and kind of comes back to Wushu from a peaceful state, not a drunken, hammered, you know. Um, yeah. Depression. Yeah. And um, and in that, when he returns back to the city, um, you know, he's still like this, you know, long lost warrior, but people still got mad respect for him. He's still got the clout. People remember he still got the juice. He had a wall full of like winning awards and you know certificates of asses that have been wiped. Yeah, and he gains a, a lot more people who want to follow in his footsteps and understand his his version of wushu, his style, and uh, he's able to teach freely. But um, but the Japanese occupation. That's right. Remember that World War thing? (laughs) When the whole world went to war? (laughs) So that's uh, a big deal in uh, Chinese and uh, I guess it's Asian cinema in general because it's the equivalent of our civil war, revolutionary wars. Um, Shit, you pick a fucking war. Yeah. And over there, it's serious because it's like, uh, you know, similar race, um, you know, in the Asian continent but all of these nations are just colliding and uh, people become very you know very nationalist pride about themselves and think about how many people are uh, USA USA like on top USA's top dog fuck Canada and all that (laughs) shit it's like go uh, back to Mexico yeah you wet back Puerto Ricans that nation (laughs) pride is like like you don't want to see anybody undermine your nation. That's why when the Olympics come, everybody's super excited about 
oh, USA has this many gold medals. They don't care who won the gold medals. They Good don't care point. in what sport they're in. They it's like, they're see... all from like all these other nations. <laughs> it's like, they're barely even American. Yeah. <laughs> like... they, yeah. If they just, they, we want to see you take up the mantle for America and we want to see you win because it shows our nation with pride. And that's you the better thing. not put a black fist in the air like they did in Mexico either. You better <laughs> fucking stick to the script. Right. So that's the thing that the Japanese were afraid of. They were afraid of the Chinese community seeing a leader come out and win and be a strong figure. And uh, and, and he was actually peaceful at yeah. this point in his life. I mean, before he was pretty goddamn violent, but now he kind of settled out. So he's kind of striking more of like an MLK presence and being this peaceful leader. And then this wushu had become like more of like, a, I guess, a form, an artful expression and a hobby than it was like a professional career moneymaker and this, you know, millionaire income mm-hmm. that he was just, you know, whooping ass all day. So now yeah. that the terms have changed and also the culture around them, you know, yeah. the occupation and whatnot. So they kind of had to like issue the challenge to him like, okay, you're a badass. It'd be silly if we made a martyr of you and just killed you in the street. So what if we publicly destroy your image by just having you fighting these ridiculous bouts and if people find out you're not really a god that will help tarnish your image and there goes the integrity principles and you know uplifting character of china as well yeah that's the thing the thing to understand is it didn't matter who he was it didn't matter what he stood for it didn't matter what he had done in the past what mattered was the fact that he was undermining that the fact that they were Top dog. The at Japanese that point. military strength. Yeah. It was the show of force. And he was one man, you know, just to, to do all that. So um, he has to fight this, this big ass mean wrestler and way out of his weight class. This is not some shit that would go down in, in modern sports. Um, well, he fought, he fought a bunch of people before that at the beginning of the film, too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, like after during the occupation, he's fighting like, you know, just kind of. No, no, I mean, I mean, like they had, uh, they had like three, three European fighters, and then oh, they yeah. had the one Japanese fighter, yeah, uh, come in because they had four people go against him, and at the very beginning of the film, they show him taking out the, like two or three fighters. Yeah, and- anybody in his weight class is just not gonna stand. Yeah. and then he has such good technique that I mean, he can beat a much stronger and bigger person because he just has the agility. And uh, just the years of practice. Now, something else to remember is he's getting up there in age. He's not the same young man as he was. So, you're kind of challenging someone who's like, you know, a little bit beyond uh, the eclipse here. And uh, it's kind of cool to see how he manages that, you know, instilled such fluid movements. And I imagine Jet Li's going to be able to whoop a lot of ass until his dying day. You probably don't want to fuck with him if you, you know. I wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm that's why I see him in movies and sometimes he loses he wouldn't lose that was choreographed you know, <laughs> he would slap the piss out of that man he wouldn't lose um, and then uh, but at the end spoiler alert he is poisoned and now that kind of goes back to when he's uh, I guess somewhat defeated earlier and the young kid breaks the honor code mm-hmm. and kills his family it's a dishonorable move you're supposed to let it be a fair fight as much as possible and they did not let that last one become a fair fight. And even the Japanese uh, 
fighter, the combatant was like, no, it's, it needs to be fair. And even though he knew he was losing and not doing so well, he insisted upon the integrity of it. And well, he actually respected him. He respected him for it, but he still fought him at his full his full strength. Yeah. And then when he sees that he could have won, but didn't go through with the hit. It was the same then, hit that killed the other guy years before. Yeah. When he sees that he could have won... And he's vomiting black fucking fluid like goddamn District 9. <laughs> yeah, he fell and he, he, the uh, Japanese fighter had just declared him the winner because he clearly won, yeah. but it he forfeited, yeah. But it didn't show like it was supposed to. Um, they basically wanted the Japanese fighter to execute mm. uh, Jet Li, but. You know, he had so much respect. Again, back to the code. He was a true warrior of that same foundation and that, that paradigm, that logic, that he was willing to admit defeat because he saw the blow was there. And it shows when they had tea before the fight, when they were drinking tea and they were talking, and and he was able to kind of understand the person that Jet Li was, and not just the figurehead that the, that the uh, people who put him in the fight the, who put the Japanese fighter in there, he was able to see that their, what they were telling him and their intentions were completely opposite of what he believed. So the two fighters understood each other more than the Japanese fighter more understood. More concisely, yeah, than the two poli- political regimes yeah. could seem to yeah, see eye to eye. And yeah. I think that speaks a lot of our current societies. I mean... Regardless of country, I'm sure you could say, you know, I'm on this side of the fence. You're on that side of the Mississippi. We don't get along. You know, you're north of Mason-Dixon. I'm south. SEC, SEC, SEC. (laughs) But, you know, you go and talk to one of them boys and say, you know what? I honestly think, um, you know, Dory Jackson, you know, he's not SEC. He's a pretty goddamn good athlete. God bless him. And you're like, you know what? He is. And you agree on so much, and it's like, you know, we have a lot of nationalist pride and, and so much, but it's like, we actually agree on quite a bit. It's like, you know, I hate guns. I love guns. But and, you know what? I really like fast cars. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, when you, there's so much left unsaid between people that, you know, just find some opposing ideals to conflict on that we forget that we are all much more well-connected and probably a lot cooler and than, than we give ourselves credit for. And I really enjoyed them, you know, that scene of them having tea, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm really going to, you know, dislike this 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 ass-whooping. Don't take it personally, but, <laughs> you know, business is business. Yeah, it goes down to... It goes down to the problem with different societies, different cultures, whatever it is, no matter what, you have to see every person as a human being like we're all different and we have similarities differences whatever but a person is a person they have they have their own families they have this and that i remember one time side story one time um i w- we were in the parking lot of this place and uh, was it Pink Pony? No, no Blue Flame, Magic City. It was a it was a bar we were at, whatever. Honest. And I got booted, and so my <laughs> my girlfriend and I are sitting there, and we're with her friend. Uh, we're waiting to for them to come and unboot the car, 
as we're waiting, uh, there's a car full of people sitting there watching us, just adamantly watching us. And there, their guy, a guy gets out. He's walking back and forth, basically like scoping us out. And he comes up to us, and he starts talking to us, kind of in a threatening way. But I was able to relate with him on uh, on a certain well, music basically is what happened. I I was playing some music out of the car because I could still get in it. Huh. What and music was this? Because I think you have shitty music taste. But <laughs> it was some hip hop, whatever. I was just listening to hip hop, and he was talking. He was he was like, "Oh, I you know why you listening to this stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I like this stuff. And, you know, I, sometimes I freestyle a little bit." Oh shit! And so I was able to talk to him on a level. He was able to understand, and he kind of saw me, and then and in turn saw the people that I was with as something other than a target. Now we were people, and he was able mm. to relate and whatever. So it's nice. It's it's about seeing people as people and not as you know whatever you think they are. Whether you think I'm just some loser and with some some girls hanging out, at, like, or you know whether you think of me as like a, a spick or whatever. It's like. Well, at the Claremont Lounge. Yeah, even if you do say those things or think those things, you know, you see people as, you know, having their own lives and whatever, and you see them in a different light. True. And so that's essentially what this film is all about because it's not, he's, well, it's not what it's all about, but at the end, it kind of shows like he's not just a symbol for, for them to take down. He's a person, and that's what the Japanese fighter was able to understand. He was able to understand he's he's got a life. He's got uh, these people who follow him, who understand his process, and who uh, follow his martial arts and think of it as a positive in their lives and what he stood for. Uh, and a lot of that is honor, integrity, and things that most people in all samurai kinds of, code shit. Yeah. Yeah, in all religions, aspects of life, people can respect that and understand that. Hell yeah, Team Republican. <laughs> so tell I'm kinda curious. I mean wonder if they in years from now if you're gonna make a Floyd Money Mayweather film, maybe call it Pretty Boy, and Will, will we end up finding out that he was like some political ambassador having articulate conversations and everything else was just a facade? <laughs> he can actually read just fine. He fucking does opera on the weekends. And yeah. Him and Conor McGregor, it's all just this elaborate thing. Well, you <laughs> saw recently Conor McGregor met up with Mayweather or something like that. And they were just talking, like regular yeah. talking. Just regular millionaires. Yeah, they were like, this. Is, and you look at it, you think, you whatever you think of Floyd May- Mayweather, he's a shit dude, pro- a misogynist, whatever this and that. Which I would agree with some of that, by the way. But at the same time, he's a smart guy because he's going into this fight. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna make a ton of money and I'm gonna win." And you think Conor McGregor is stupid because he's going into this boxing match with Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather, he's gonna make more money than he's ever made in any fight that he's won. By losing, everybody knows he's going to lose, <laughs> but he's still going to make a ton of money. He could probably retire after this fight and not give, have a care in the world. So he's smart, too. Would you fight Floyd? Fight Floyd? 
Hell no, I wouldn't fight Floyd. But you'd fucking make enough money to retire. Yeah, except... Be I, a symbol for your people. Don't be an ass. If I if I could train enough to um, take hits yeah. off of Floyd Yeah, Bay I mean, yeah, you'll have like six yeah. months to a year But I've seen sports science, and I know that those guys can hit so hard that it'll kill you if you don't train properly. Yeah, but you will train, and you know what? They have gloves, so it's not like it's bare knuckle boxing. Man, I still don't trust that. No kicks. They hit... They hit Hard. Just learn hard. To, learn to ride the, You'll be a millionaire when you're done, damn That's it. like saying you want to get hit by this train for a couple million dollars? Nah, I'm good. That's totally different. Nah, that, man. It, that look, analogy watch, is to football. Watch sports science. See how hard these dudes hit. I swear it. I don't they, they're, they're like the pounds pounds uh, per square, square inch. inch. I don't they, believe that. I don't believe in climate science. Okay, I'm <laughs> definitely not about to start believing in silly sports science. You don't believe in climate science? No. You know why? Because it's a hoax by who? The Chinese. What do we know about the Chinese? They lost at the end of this movie, right? So this is where we differ. But you know what? <laughs> I I still see you as a human. I appreciate that, dog. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was a good uh, journey through his, his human evolution. And a good look at history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From is. from our perspective, our culture, our current An action-packed biopic, for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely. Man, who would you say is like that 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 man in our in our generation that's, you know... Martial artist-wise? Uh, yeah, maybe not particularly martial artist, but yeah, the combative artist. Uh, who is also like an ambassador like the, a Muhammad Ali I mean Pacquiao does a lot of like oh shit you're right uh, he stuff. is like a yeah Pac-Man yeah. yeah he does a lot of stuff for his community and his his nation and things like that so mm-hmm. uh, I mean he's on the older side but I mean but I mean yeah I mean, he's lived you know that long healthy life so far I told you you'll be alright you take them punches um, Pacquiao train. <laughs> Pacquiao train. Pacquiao knew what he was doing. They, he went all rounds with Mayweather. That's nuts. <laughs> he went all them rounds. Lost, but he went through all them and rounds. And still fighting. Man, I would have just retired on that one. Like, alrighty then. Quarter billion dollars is enough to keep most people floating. Yeah. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. Well, I mean, I didn't see it, but I mean... Nah, it's on YouTube. I heard it was actually a bad fight, but... I mean, for the two of them, yeah, it was a good fight. It was a long-awaited bout. Yeah. Um, but man, I, you know, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Who are like our socio-economic, political activists who are also... Colin Kaepernick is kind of up there, but he's not a he, fighter per se. But, you know, he's, he's a... He's barely a football player. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I mean, he, like I said, he's kind of up there, but like the convergence isn't quite in the same spheres. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Michael Bennett, who's like, you know, a friend of Kaepernick, he plays for Seattle Seahawks. That man, is he's a character. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's, like, he's also a very forward-thinking individual. Uh, There's a lot of people who have, uh, who are who are up there politically and, so, and you know, but, deal with issues mm-hmm. and things like that, but... Actors, all these other people, but there's like so. I guess the volume is so much; it's easy to like lose them in the white noise of just yeah. There's bullshit a, of everything else. There's a bunch. There's a bunch though, for sure. But, um, Natalie Portman, and if we're talking about actors, Natalie Portman, Ashton Kutcher does a lot of work. 
Really? Yeah, for real. Because he plays a character who went to Florida State on his Netflix show? No, no, for real. Like, look up Ashton Kutcher's stuff. Like, he's he's got, like, a lot of money and investments. He does a lot of work with different mm. organizations and stuff like that. Badass. Does he yeah. give out film scholarships to Puerto Ricans? God, I couldn't tell you. It's <laughs> <laughs> an idea for his little bucket. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely worth a, worth a look if you haven't seen. Um... Great film, especially if you're a fan of martial arts or just, you know, history in general. Um, but if you want to know more or if you have other suggestions about shit that we should be talking about, genres, subgenres, offshoots. I'm not sure if we've done a musical yet. Mm-hmm. We have? Didn't we do the producers? Oh, we did. We did both. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> we need to do something like really old, like silent film then. Yeah. We're thinking Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, if any of you guys want to see that. Yeah. Then uh, let us know that you do want to see that. If not, I mean, we're just going to see it anyway and let you know, but... Yeah, we might do it. We might not. (laughs) Meh. (laughs) But um, until next time, you know, chin up. (laughs) Guard guard the glass jaw. Yeah. Um, Take care of your ribs. Take care of the ribs. (laughs) You know, get involved in some kind of martial art. You never know when it might come in handy. I prefer judo myself, but, you know. I was uh, doing uh, Wing Chun for, uh, like, three days. That's, that's that It Man shit. Yeah. Okay. It, nice. Yeah, that's I can't I, wait to challenge you in the middle doing, of a street. Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it wasn't good or anything. Just I didn't have the money at the time, and uh, it was, like, 30, 40-minute drive, and mm. uh, I wasn't working as much then, so... Yeah. Oh, you know one thing I would like to see? A film about the genesis of Capoeira. I think that would make a badass film. I'm sure there's one out there, but I'd like to, I guess, see another one. Yeah, check the Brazilian archives. Mm. Yeah, I have to learn Portuguese for that one. But hey, it might be worth it. Yeah. Or they have really good subtitles. (laughs) Uh, Where can they find us, Omar? They can find me, personally... At letterbox.com slash the O man. You can check us out in reality, Twitter, and other places. <laughs> yeah, we're on, you know, uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, um, a lot of those outlets. Coming soon to Apple. Uh, shit, maybe by the time you hear this, we'll be on Apple. We're just kind of waiting for that right time to strike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got to get the logo up. You know, now's a damn good jazz. time to get on title now. Think about it. <laughs> Did we just miss the deadline? We missed it. Oh, fuck it. So, okay, we got Sprint. We'll be all right. Uh, shout Work out Jay-Z on. doing a goddamn thing. But, yeah, you can find me, Dominic, at um, also on Twitter, in reality. That's I-N-R-E-E-L, real, A-L-I-T-Y, like reality. You get it? And letterbox.com slash southern scholar. All right. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Catch you later.